And so I think that like that really translates to work too, is it's just like confidence, you know, you got to tell yourself, like, I am the best musician. And like, you got to tell yourself, I know my craft. Like, even if my principal critiqued this thing, like my principal would not be able to tell you how to play C on clarinet. My principal would not know how to, you know? And so it's like, you are the professional. Like, this is something that young professionals really struggle with imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? I don't, I'm not a good, but you are. Yeah. You do, you do know what you're doing. IDK the podcast. I'm Noelle and I'm here with my friend Lindsay. What's up, Lindsay? Hey, hey. Lindsay is a friend of mine. We went to college together and uh, we are both teachers now. Um, I have Lindsay on because honestly, I haven't talked to her in a while and she's one of our first fans of IDK the podcast. And so I'm really excited to talk to her today about our topic of kind of how to develop thicker skin, kind of being an adult and being in the working environment and also just like learning how to not take things so personally. Cause as a teacher, like we put ourselves out there We're we're teaching all day for these kids and you know, like little things can hurt our feelings. Um, Lindsay and I are both newish teachers still. Lindsay's taught for four years, right? Yes. This is my fourth school year. Awesome. So this is my third year. So Lindsay has more experience than I do. Um, so she's probably gone through these things more than I have, but, um, have you learned anything that helps you Lindsay? Like not hold any guilt. Cause what happens to me is like, if I think that I hurt somebody's feelings, for instance, if I get an email from a parent, it takes me the days to like get over the guilt that I feel. And it's just, it's also like, I don't know. I feel weird defending myself cause I want to apologize so much. And so like, sometimes I don't even stand my ground, even when I'm in the right, like I want to apologize cause I feel so guilty. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I kind of am going to take this two ways. So first I'll start with when you said you got an, getting an email from a parent or whatever, this happens all the time, not a ton, but I mean, we get parent emails when something happens, parents are mad about grades or whatever. So I'll use the example. I actually had one early this school year because with the possibility of us having to close down at any time, I started making kids use smart music instead of just turn in practice logs. So they have to go on the computer and record themselves and all of this stuff. So this one student who can tend to be pretty lazy, he, the first two weeks, hadn't turned anything in, was making all his excuses. I know he has internet at home. So he had an F. And his grandma emailed me, and the tone of the email was, like, real bad. I basically felt like she was yelling at me, and she was basically like, I'm going to pull him if you, you know, I'm not going to pay for this clarinet, and I'm going to pull him if he's not getting a better grade, and la, 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 la. And when I first got it, I was having breakfast with my husband, and I just, you know— toxically looked at my email at the wrong time and I was really upset. So first of all, 
I knew I'm very proud of myself. I knew I shouldn't have done anything at that moment. So like it did sort of ruin my day. Like Jeff hates that. If I get upset, it sort of like ruins the vibe. We were having a fine time and it kind of like had a bad couple hours, which sucked. But anyway, I knew I shouldn't say anything at that moment. So I sent it to the principal and basically was like, I don't even know if I'm going to respond to this because I feel like I'm being yelled at. And that's where I left it. So that was like a Saturday and we have Mondays off. A lot of the time we're a four day week school. So on Monday I went back to it and I read it again and I was like, okay, I got this. And I typed up this email and I said, listen, you know, we've had a talk. This is due to laziness. Like it is, he's just making excuses right now to you and he knows exactly what to do and he can get it done. And here's the solution we're going to come up with. And then the next email that I got was super pleasant. So I don't even think that she was mad at me in the first place. I think it was just one of those email things where she was like the wrong tone. And I took it so personally, but I was proud of myself at like being able to get out of it by just putting it down. And then on the other side of things, um, this, the problem with me and my husband, a lot of times is that I don't hold grudges very long and he does. Mm -hmm. So I get upset at him and probably in half an hour, I'm not mad at him anymore. He gets upset at me and it could be like a day. And so that's really hard for me. Um, and so I'm not good at this yet, but I'm just really working on giving him space when he's like that. So I'm working on it. I think space and time are good because I took time with the email and I'm trying to like give him space and time when that happens. And so that's my new method. I'm trying it. I'm not perfect at it, but that's, that's what I'm trying. Good for you. Um, my therapist always tells me like, before you jump off the deep end with just assuming what people are saying, you need to stop, like do the stop method. So S is for stop. T is for take a breath. O is for observe the facts. And then P is um, persuade mind or proceed, persuade, proceed mindfully. So exactly what you did. Like, I can't respond to this right now. Cause I'm just full emotion. Like you took some time, took a breath and you like looked at it. Like, this is what she's saying. This is how I will proceed. And like, you're right. A lot of the times it might've just been a quick email. Like no one's intending any like harm or judgment or anything, but like, I, again, I think it's just like natural to take things so personally, especially as a teacher, like we have such a big job to teach all these kiddos and we take it seriously. And when someone questions it, we're like, what the heck? We're a good teacher. Like, how dare you? But I mean, it wasn't obviously her intention. Also, I want to let you know that I'm very proud of you for going to the principal. Cause I like, it took me what a skill it is to learn that like, you don't have to take all these things on yourself. Like you can delegate stuff out. Like honestly in a classroom, be like, here, turn off the lights, like little things like that. Like you don't have to do all these things, but your principal is there to support you. And the thing is like, gosh, the principals deal with it all day long. Like, geez, that's, that is a job that I do not want for those people who are going in administration. I'm like, why are you doing that? That is not what I like, but they know what to do. So that is good that you went to her. And, um, I'm kind of the same. I'm, I don't hold grudges. I don't know if it's grudges, but it takes me a long time to get over things. So like, if I think I make someone upset or they're like, stop doing that, I'll be like, I'll like be in my head for like at least 15 minutes. Like they hate me. Like I'm going to leave cause they hate me. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, tapping my foot and they told me to stop. I'm like, Oh my God. So I like hold on to things like that for too long, but usually like the space and the just observing, like, 
what actually was said and what was intended because it's usually like it's usually not as bad as we think right (laughs) was there anything that like this happened to me the other day in class there was a kid that was like this is boring they're boring and i was like like i feel like as a first year teacher i would have been like like i would have cried over it but like now i'm like oh it's boring to you and i had this whole lesson on like what's kind what is not kind and i just think that like it's interesting how i don't take that personally so have you noticed any like any improvements like any like oh i'm much better than that. i mean obviously you took the email thing like much better than i could at this stage so like obviously that's an improvement from like from what i think but like has there been anything else that you're like oh yeah that doesn't bother me anymore oh yeah comments from kids and stuff like they just brush off like um when you say this is boring or whatever so when i have kids that exclaim they don't want to do something or they groan or something i always turn it on them and i like almost make them feel bad because they'll say that and i'll go that is so disrespectful yes (laughs) i'm just like i'm just like that is rude and disrespectful there are kids in here who want to do that you just ruined it for them and you said something unkind to me like i just like go and then they're they they sit there and they're just like oh Oh, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh my goodness. But so that, yeah. And then, call them out. you know, I have like once a year, maybe twice a year, I'll, there'll be like a really bad day with my seventh and eighth grade band. Cause it's seventh and eighth grade in the same class and they never get to be together and they're, they can be rowdy. And you know, what I do is I basically, I'm like, no, we're done. Put your instruments away. You're reading for the rest of class. You don't have the privilege today and all this stuff. My first year, like I would have gotten really upset about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now granted, I don't know how this happened because I'm a crier. I cried one time Same. my first year teaching. Cried one time. That was it. Like, really? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so in that one time that I cried was because I was taking stuff uh, personally. It was, it was yeah. that thing. So anyway, you know, I'll make them put it away and, I've gotten to the point now where I can be very like, you know, what I tell them when this happens is, no, we're not going to do this. You can try again tomorrow. And the good news for you is I don't hold grudges. So tomorrow's a new day. And then I just sit there and stare at them for 20 minutes while they read. And it's very awkward and they hate it. And, you know, this year I got some apology letters. So I think it's, I think it's getting better. Um, But yeah, I, that first year when I did cry, you know, I was talking to the principal and it was basically like this girl in the middle of band proclaimed that she was quitting band soon. And then another kid proclaimed it. And then like, you know, I didn't know these kids very well. It was like month two. Yeah. And so I just felt like a failure. And I went and talked to my principal about it because she's just like a very nice person and was very supportive. My first year, I was really lucky to have her. And she was basically like, look, these kids are just saying that if they keep saying that you write them up. Cause that's disrespect. And this kid, I can't believe he's giving you trouble. I'll deal with him. He's not like that. Like, so anyway, it turned out fine, but yeah, definitely things mm-hmm. kids say to me now, like don't hurt my feelings. Um, I was actually, I was going to get to this later, but I'll say it now. Cause it relates kids quitting band. This is something that's really hard not to take personally. Yeah. I lost a lot of kids this year, like good musicians, because they quote lost interest because they didn't have a full year of band. You know, they would have been really good, but they just like lost interest, forgot why they liked it, whatever. Well, school shut down. Why do you think you lost interest? Anyway, 
haven't had band in six months, but whatever, I can't yeah. change your mind. <laughs> so that would always like hurt my feelings. And it sorted it over the summer, but then I found out a lot of band directors were having the same problem, like across the country. Um, but I realized I've been reflecting on it a lot. I've lost kids in band over the years. And when I first came to this school, my band was actually a little bigger than it is now. Like I had a year where I grew it a little, but it's kind of like pushed back down. And the thing is, you know, I talk to my principal about this all the time and she agrees with me. I'm lucky about this. It's like, I have 25 kids who want to be good musicians. They want to be there and they're going to listen to what I say and try to grow. Or I could not have good classroom management like it was before, because it wasn't that the teacher wasn't a good teacher. So she didn't have a skill set. And so it was really hard for her. Those kids just like walked all over her. She hated that class. You know, there were more kids in that class. And I fully think it's because it was their goof off class. Like they would go there just to like goof off. And that's why I'm going to take this because I hate drawing and I don't like this teacher. And at least I can goof off and see my friends in this class. And like, that's what it was. Yeah. And so my band has shrunk a little bit, which as a band director, it's like, I'm supposed to be growing the program, but I've grown the program in other ways. Like I've enriched the program. Yeah. All of my kids can read music. I don't have a single kid in the band who's sitting there writing letters under their notes. Not one. Like I work on that so hard. And when I came, most of the kids in the band were writing their letters under their notes because they thought they couldn't read music. So like, I don't know, I've grown them. It's, it's sort of like when you don't grow tall, you grow wide or whatever you do. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember when I was student teaching, I will never forget this because Jocelyn, our queen, um, (sighs) our, our professor who would come and observe us and give us like very, very good feedback when we were student teaching. Um, I remember that I was teaching, I had like my right now I have good classroom management. Cause I really had to like my first year of teaching, I had to get it together or I was toast. So it was like, throw me into the fire. So I really, I, I really think that's like a skill that I got much better at. But I remember when I was student teaching and it was like, you know, first teaching experience, I have nothing, I have no experience at all. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. And I remember Jocelyn observed this one lesson and there was a kid that kept goofing off and I said nothing. Cause I was like, I don't want I don't want them to be mean to me. Like, I don't want to say something to them. So they're like, I don't like you. Like I was like preventing myself from feeling guilty. Like I was preventing my feelings from getting hurt by letting them get away with stuff. And so I remember she was like, why didn't you tell this kid to stop? And I was like, I just, I, I didn't want him to not like music. And she was like, she was like, there's a big difference between the, the people I see who are teaching, who are not parents. Like if you don't call this kid out on it, they're going to keep doing it. Like you've got to teach the lesson. Like even if it makes them temporarily upset, like it's going to keep happening. But the thing is like, like I didn't have that. I didn't understand that. And I think like not being in your first year of teaching anymore, you can see these kids again. And you're like, if I don't get it the first time, like if I don't hit it hard when they say it, like if I don't teach them about disrespect when they're, you know, when they're rude, or if I don't, you know, enrich their knowledge of playing notes like don't be here right i've got to teach you i've got to teach you so you can actually like understand what your what the consequences are going to be because right because you can't because like it's kind of like the kid like oh do you want to hang out with your mom or do you want to hang out with like your goofy uncle that doesn't like reprimand you like of course every every kid's going to choose the goofy uncle but like you know the mom is where like your all your lessons are being learned and all of this stuff so like 
that's what we're doing. And I think that's, that's important. And like, we can't, th- we can't take things too personally because we've got to teach the lessons and some of them are difficult. Right. And I, you know, I'll tell you what, it always surprises me every year. Now in our school, we don't have a lot of options, but it always surprises me every year. Kids that I legit thought hated me because I was on them so much <clears throat> in elementary school. And then they joined band blows my mind. Like Aww. you just, you never know like what's going to happen. And you can't just let the kids walk all over you because then you're preventing learning for other kids in the class and your life is miserable. You're not getting to do what you're trying to do. And so like I had to take, you know, two weeks ago, the first week we were back that fourth grade class, it's a hot mess. They actually got worse after Christmas. They really weren't that bad. I don't know what happened to them. Anyway, I, at the end of class, like I know it wasn't all the kids, but when there's a really bad day, I will sit there before I let them go and say, what happened today was unacceptable. And I need you to understand that this is not going to happen again, because if I have to write up every single person in this class, I will do it. But I don't like writing. Like, I don't want to write all that paper. So I'm just letting you know, though, that there's no limit on write-ups and I can do it. You know, like you just have to sit there and like give them ultimatums and be like, we're either going to do this or we're not. And You know, something I learned this week that's really interesting, I actually figured it out today. How come kids talk so much and can't pay attention in music? Mm -hmm. At my school, our four specials are library, art, music, and PE. Yes. Music is the only class where you have to be a full group the whole time and pay attention and not talk. Think about it because library, like at least at my school with the little kids, like they are like coloring, talking to each other while they're checking out books or whatever. So, you know, at least they're not being rowdy. They can talk to each other and in art, they're doing art and they're talking to each other. And in PE, they have to listen for instructions, but then they break out in groups and they're talking and communicating. Like we're the only class where the kids have to sit there and listen the whole time and know when it's time to do it and when it's not time to do it. And you better be paying attention. And if you're talking, you're in trouble. Like these kids, they think specials is their break and their chance to talk. And then I get them and that's not how music is. So it's like, (laughs) that's a whole nother battle. Yeah. It's a different expectation. That is, that is interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it's, um, it is a big shift. We're doing like the thing where we do full weeks. Like we see the kids for a week to just get less contact Mm -hmm. um, with like the whole school. So that has been hard, like seeing them for a full week and like getting them into the music mindset for like five days in a row. That's been pretty hard, but yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I know that it's different. I've been like kind of breaking up the week with like, bring your devices day. Let's do some blob opera. Have you done blob opera, Lindsay? No, but I want to hear about it afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cute. It's a, yeah, it's just a bunch of blobs singing operatics operatically, but anyway, yeah, like, or Google Chrome, like Chrome music. Yeah. I've done Chrome music all the time. But I don't know blob yeah. opera to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love them just sitting there and like working on things because it gives it's like a chill day. And I'm like, you guys, I think you needed this as well as me. So right. that's been nice. But um, I, ha- I have this written down to bring up and I just like I can't. It's so hard for me to bring this up because like it literally like makes me like very like tense and nervous. Um, So as a music teacher, like I truthfully don't get any, don't get a lot of professional criticism from my administration, like on my content. But when I do get criticism, like on the way I'm teaching, I just like, can't help but like breathe fire. Like I'm so mad. I don't know. Like 
I just like, I, I take it personally. I take it too personally. I don't know if you've had experiences with this, but like, I'm trying to get better. Like, obviously if the principal observes you and they're like, this is what could improve. Or like even someone else observing you, like this is what you could improve upon. Like they're trying to be helpful. It's, it's what is it? Constructive criticism. Like that's what it's always called, but like, it's like, it's freaking hurtful. So I don't know if you have any tips cause it just, I can't. So I, I do the same thing. But like you said, I don't get a lot of criticism on my content because everything I do, my principal thinks is amazing because she doesn't know music, amazing. you know? And so like, yeah. maybe I'll get told like, hey, you were one minute late to duty. Just make sure you whatever. Like, I don't take that personally. So like, it depends on what it is. If she came in and, you know, she was like, I really didn't like the way that you structured that lesson because like, I would probably like melt down. I, I agree with you. Yeah. But a place where I do and like have gotten criticism before is on like, just like, like I, I consider myself a professional musician. Like I'm not like a famous professional musician, but like I play in a lot of bands around town. Like what else do you call a professional musician in St. Louis? You know? So anyway, I take it personally. If somebody's hating on like my playing or like, um, yeah, you know, but, uh, I will say I've gotten better about it because I have a friend who's a saxophone player and um, she actually went to Berkeley for a bit, but didn't finish. And she's been home and like trying to figure out what to do with her life. And she doesn't play as much as I do. Like she doesn't have as many gigs. So like when she does, she's talking about like, man, how do you not like hate? Like, how do you not hate that solo you took? Like, how do you not hate on whatever? And the thing that I found is like, I really cared in college because in college I like wanted to be a jazz musician. Like I was maybe going to go further with it. I don't know. So now I do it to like, just be able to make music again. And I was to actually remember having a conversation with her and being like, look, like we do this because we like it. Like there's joy in music, you know? And like, as, as much as stupid as that sounds like, yeah, maybe I played a stupid bad note in the solo, but it's not like, I don't know how to solo. Like that was pretty good. I just made like a couple things that weren't great, but like, whatever, I do this once a week. It's not like I'm practicing a million hours a day and like, I'm getting to make music and I'm getting to go out and play gigs and whatever. So like, even though I hate it when people critique me, like if they said I was a bad saxophone player, I would probably cry, whatever. But anyway, I'm trying not to be so hard on myself. I think that kind of helps too. Like it, it also goes back to confidence because I can be like, a not very confident person about like my body or whatever. Like everybody's house has like insecurities. Um, but I, I can be confident about music because I know that I am often the best musician in the room. Like really it's, yeah, I've played in a lot of bands and with a lot of people where I was the best musician in the room. And like, I've played with a band lately, actually the latest is virtually that we've done it where I'm the worst musician in the band. And it's just really amazing to me. Like, I love it, but yeah, I do have a lot of confidence with my music. And so it's like, I think that really helps too, because music is the one thing where I know I am good at this and I'm probably better at it than your average Joe off the street who wants to come play in this community <laughs> band. I'm probably one of the best musicians in this room. And so I think that like that really translates to work too, is it's just like confidence, you know, you got to tell yourself, like I am the best musician. And like, you got to tell yourself, 
I know my craft. Like, even if my principal critiqued this thing, like, my principal would not be able to tell you how to play C on clarinet. My principal would not know how to, you know? And so it's like, you are the professional. Like, this is something that young professionals really struggle with, imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? I don't, I'm not a good, but you are. Yeah. You do, you do know what you're doing. And so not to say I'm perfect. I am also a very emotional no. person, but I just, I think that it's <laughs> confidence. I think, I think confidence in the profession helps. Um, yes. To do that. I feel like I just talked a long time, but whatever. No, I'm glad <laughs> that you did because I think that's very important. It's easy to feel like, well, I mean, I was just talking to my art teacher about like my art teacher at my school today about this, like how we were just like, it's easy to feel kind of like we're an imposter. Like how do, how do the parents, I, I still think of myself like as a teenager, like how do, how am I a teacher right now? How do kids even come to my class? But I mean, I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm rarely never the best musician in like a room of musicians. However, I'm definitely the best when I'm in a room of kindergartners. So that's, that's where I got, that's where I got the skill. So that's, you're right. I can have that. Uh, I can have that security. I'm actually definitely not better. I have a fourth grader with perfect pitch. So he was telling me how to tune my ukulele today. Cause it was off. So I'm definitely not better than. <laughs> okay. But like but, you are in some ways though, like think about the, right. the vast, like expanse of music knowledge you have that he has yet to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. But it's, it is, it is important to have like some sense of confidence in yourself. And I think that you need, you need to remind yourself of that. Right. Like if kids try to like, if kids try to shake, shake your like confidence in mm-hmm. something like, Oh, that doesn't sound good. Like take a step back and be like, before I start hating, like they're kids, right. like they're just, they're kids. It's all okay. Cause it's, yeah, you gotta be confident in what you know. And it's, I think that's very important and to remind yourself like, Hey, I've got this. Cause that's how you get through the day. Like you have to think about the positives and keep it going Yeah, good for you. Um, do you have any, this is just interesting. I've been thinking about this lately, just because of the, of the school year itself of being of just a COVID year. How do you, at the end of the day, if something did upset you, like if something like kind of got to you and like, you know, you took too personally, how do you move on? Like at the end of the day, like, do you come home and like have a routine that like gets you out of the mindset of work? How do you like cut that off once you get home. Cause that's, I need that healthy work-life balance with COVID happening. It's just been like, I feel like it all blends together. Like I'm always on my computer wherever I am. So I don't, I'm not the, I'm not the cleanest person in the world. Like I'm not here to say that I'm like super duper tidy or whatever, but, <laughs> um, I am a different person than I was in college. And the fact that I need spaces to be clean or they stress me out basically. So what I like to do most days, and this helps when I've had a bad day is I come home. And before I even like let myself sit down because, you know, I'm married. So like I have to make dinner now. This is like, like actual dinner. Like I have a grown man for a husband. He often, (laughs) he, he often tells me he's a, he's a gam which you can figure out what that is. But anyway, so he's always like, I'm a gam. I need more food. So like he, you know, not that he's demanding, but like, that's just, you know, I have to make real food for him. Like he needs a meal and like, I get home first. It's not the, okay, well, I'm a better cook. I wouldn't want him to cook anyway. He would cook if I made him, I wouldn't want to eat it. Yes. Anyway, so I have to cook and I can't cook in a kitchen that's dirty. 
like I just have this thing like if there's dirty dishes in the sink they gotta go before I even start cooking like that's I mean good for you yeah so I start like I have to do dinner so when I come home you know feed the cats and I check the mail and then I just start like what I called this week like making vibes I like to create vibes in my house so I have a record player and I've been like collecting beautiful old you know vinyl like Carol King's tapestry like police synchronicity this like really great blondie album and and so i like to put on an album and then jeff just got one of those like woodwick crackling candles like put that on <gasps> Ooh. i'm very particular about my lighting at nighttime i hate overhead lights at nighttime so like this that i needed so you could see me like it's going off as soon as we're done but um <laughs> so yeah i like create vibes in my house and then you know if I still have time before Jeff comes home or if he's doing something else, like I just, I love to read lately. I, I've been the last two years, I decided I was going to read more and I read 20 books two years ago and I read 23 last year. I just, I, I read a lot and I just like to pick like really good fiction that I like and I can get lost in. And, and I'm also a bathaholic. Like, I love bubble baths. I don't care. Good. Say they hate sitting in their own filth, whatever. I prefer a bath to a shower because it's relaxing. Like, I take my book in there, I light my candles, and I do my bath. Like, I think, I think there's something to be said about what your space is like. And I know that when you're stressed out, the last thing you want to do is clean. Like, if you're upset about something that happened at work, you probably just want to, like, lay down and watch Netflix. But, like, if you can just improve your space... In 15 minutes you're gonna look around the room and just feel better honestly yeah what a what good advice I mean if it looks like I, I've been I actually talked to my therapist about this this week because I was like I just don't want to go to sleep I don't like going to sleep it just I just can't go to sleep and then I psych myself out and then I'm up all night and she was like make the room like what you want to sleep in like get a vibe going on like make it a sanctuary because if if you want to be there and you like have a routine, then it'll just be better. And also yeah. she said the thing of like, if you're staring at your phone, your brain's going to think that it's daytime because it's the light. She was like, turn the lights down. Like you don't need to be in full brightness because your brain thinks that it's daytime. Of course it's going to be awake. So yeah, like make the vibe what you want it. So your brain can be like, I'm switching into this mode. The physical senses of like, I've, I'm not at school anymore. I'm here. I can smell the food. I can... You know, I'm in the right. softer mood and I hear some good music, like beautiful. That's really nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect. A lot of the time it's rage cleaning. Like, I don't know if you've ever done rage <laughs> cleaning. Sometimes it's, it's that, yes. like, I'm very angry at the fact that this is all messy. And so I'm stomping around the house, putting stuff away, but it's done and I feel better. So whatever. Sometimes it's like a nice catharsis to be able to stomp around the house and be like, ah, get these clothes out of here or whatever, you know, and then yes. it's done and, and you can up. take a deep breath. Yes. I, I, I agree with you when there's like, <laughs> you can, you can use your energy <laughs> to like get, make something, make something look better and feel better. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah. Instead of like, I remember I had a, I had a kid throw a drumstick like at a wall and I was like okay like one way to get out your angle anger buddy like there's other ways to do it you could have like hit it on the drum but that's okay like you know we can we can use our energies in different ways and I love that good for you um listen Lindsay this has been a really great conversation I love that we you know have that same teacher vibe and I it's yeah I'm glad that 
it's nice to be affirmed that like, you know, if we take things personally, it's okay. Like we can move on from it. And like, I think it does get better with age, obviously, like from, I can tell from my student teaching year or like from last year to this year, like it's just so much better. And so I think it's just something that we have to continuously work on and it, and it will improve even if we're like unaware of it improving just by like having to be in this situation, you know, we find things that work better than others to make ourselves feel better mentally. So awesome. Thanks for conversing girl. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yay. Well, um, my IDK podcast listeners, make sure to follow us on IDK the cast on Instagram and, um, stay tuned for some more interviews. This is our wonderful interview with Lindsay and have a good night y'all. Bye.